<laughs> so I was really freaking pissed off, basically, most of the time. And I, one time I had $35,000 of coke, and then I had none in five weeks, and there was nothing quite like that hell. I mean, it was like that. The, the, the uh, illustration in Tibetan Buddhism of the hungry ghost, you know, it has a huge belly but a very small mouth. It can never get satisfied. That's sort of what addiction is like. Yeah? You can never satisfy it because it's a mistake. Yeah? You're trying to correct an imaginary situation or you're trying to transcend an imaginary place. That's why it doesn't work. So, what happened is just sitting in this trailer with a guy, I didn't even know who he was, came out of a blackout, and uh, I looked at him, and he had a big head, you know, bulbous nose, very close veins, and I said to myself, uh, this guy's a bum, yeah, and lo and behold, he was looking back at me like a bum, and something occurred, I didn't know it was possible, like the, the stream of the head, that agitation, that begetted more agitation, ceased. And it was almost like a portal opened up and stuff downloaded it into me. Not into me, but... And it bypassed the little horizontal story. You know, and went to, you know, the innermost, as we call it in recovery. It hit me, and it was just like a CNN news flash. A headline, no story. And the headline was, I'm fucked, you know. Now, I had been that way for quite a while, but again, it was news to me because I was really... The mental state has some incredible gymnastics. One of them is denial. Condition. It's really an amazing feat because there was a lot of evidence that had a mask that I was exactly what that headline said. And almost everyone who knew was that way. But it was really to me in a lot of ways. And so I was struck sober that day. And I never used, I haven't used or drank in 29 years. And that's not even the point. I haven't had a thought or a feeling to use a drink in 29 years. So I don't have any urge to use, so there's no need to fight any urge or have skillful means around the urge, because I don't have any. And I don't have thoughts that have any juice. Now, that's a solution. Like we say in recovery, the problem will not exist for you anymore. And that's an experience people can have in recovery. But when that experience stabilizes, it's when you see the problem doesn't exist as you anymore. That's when a radical shift occurs, yeah? If it doesn't exist for you, it's going to exist for you again, yeah? You may have a little bit of time, you may have that moment where it doesn't exist for you, but it's, you're going to have moments where it's seen to exist, you know, for you again. But when it doesn't exist as you, that relief stabilizes to the point where you don't recognize it as relief anymore because you're relieved. You don't recognize it. It becomes the norm now. A lot of other stuff pile on that, but now your basic theme of life has shifted dramatically. Instead of that irritability, restlessness, and discontent as the baseline, there's an ease and comfort there. 
Yeah? Not of any of your own doing or anyone else's doing. There's no human power to get me sober. And it was proved emphatically that was the case. My mother, with all the love she had of me, could not get me sober. The state could not get me sober. People I had friends could not get me sober. I could not get me sober. But something, something happened, and it was that isotope of urge was removed. Never, so far, never to be put back in. So, while you're in self-centeredness, and your little wind-up doll keeps going to the liquor store, you'll have a story that it's you going to the liquor store, and why are you going to the liquor store? But when that wind-up stops, that doll doesn't go to the liquor store anymore. It has nothing to do with the doll. And it has nothing to do with the narration. The narration of life is an afterthought. It's a story that's looking for a verb. It's already set up in your head. Your head takes you as a body, and it just wants to fill in the blanks, basically. It's not coming to a conclusion that it's a body by evidence. It's tinting all evidence to, to support its story of you being a body. That's what it's doing all day. It did not come to the idea. You were not, when you were a little kid, there was no sense of you as an other. It had a, it had a, the mental state had to grow to the point where it could finally come up with an idea, insane as it seems, and introduce it to us as, hey, you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You are actually the doer of everything. You're the seeing of er the seer, not the seeing. You're the seer of everything. You're the hearer of everything. You're the feeler of everything. You're the taster of everything. You're the thinking, thinker of every thought. Yeah? And basically, you're suddenly put in an incredible position that you have no right to even be near, basically. <laughs> Because you are easily taken over by a virus, by a bacteria, by a thought, by a feeling, by, you know, the weather changing, by lack of waves, you know, any, we're always continually at the effect of outside circumstances. Because we're an outside circumstance. <laughs> we have no stability whatsoever. The selfie implies that you're a solid, long-lasting, independent thing, but you're not a solid, independent, long-lasting thing. Yeah. So, this term selfing is the act of being identified as a self. Yeah. Now, it sounds like there's an action, which is the act of being identified, and then there's a noun, self, but it's a verb, the whole thing. There is no noun self. There is no long-lasting thing. Yeah? But there's the act of being identified as a long-lasting thing. It's a verb, completely. The act of being identified as a self. Many of us are seemingly in it right now. We're in the act of being identified as a self. And so when you're hearing this message, what's hearing it is that which believes it's a self. So it's like the typical old story. Let's say there's a lion, it's taken itself to be a sheep, yes? And it's having a difficult time being happy as a sheep, you know, and chewing cud, and, you know, talking about who's going to be in the next sweater. It's not that fucking interested in sheephood. But 
it can't get seemingly out of the sheet because it's identified as a sheet. Yeah? So then it your lion to your lion. It's like demo. You know what I mean? There would be no need to take roaring lessons. It would just come up because you're a lion. Yeah? So, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'd like to be a lion, but as a sheep. You see? Wait a minute. So, you can't, if you're identified, if you're in the act of being identified, let's say in this example, the act of being identified as a sheep, yeah, if you're in that, if you're following that verbally and sort of believing it, then when you hear the message, even though you're a hundred percent totally bona fide lion, you don't have one bit of sheep in you except in your stomach after the last one you ate. You're going to hear it as a sheep. This is the warning of all warnings in spirituality. It should be just like, you know, in the cigarette cases or packets, they have a warning on the side of it saying this could be dangerous to your health. Well, this is dangerous to your spiritual health. Totally. Because you'll, de- you'll be in a denial of your own spiritual condition and then look for a spiritual condition as something that you're not. Which is one of the greatest ways to hide what cannot be hidden in plain sight. Identification. Everything else is addition to that basic essence. Yeah? There is an act of the mental state that is presupposing a non-existent thing. Yeah? If there was no life in this, this would be a non-existent thing. It does not exist in and of itself. Every organ can be perfect and you could still be dead. Yeah? You could take an eye that's never going to see again out of this dead body and put it in a live body and it would facilitate vision. Yeah? So this is a non-existent thing. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. And now you take it to be you. And now, from there, you want to get salvation. Sounds good. For the
presupposing thing, non-existent thing, is now being given life, and that life may lead it to want to get salvation, or a sandwich, or a pair of pants, or a wife, or a date, or, you know, whatever, like a raw almond cheesecake, for the non-existent thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you see the, the falsehood of it? You have to, right? What, and do you need to kill the non-existent thing? Does it exist? Yeah, do you need to vanquish it? Where? <laughs> you need to wrestle with it? You need to convince it? You don't need to do freaking anything. You seem to need to do a whole lot when you take it to be you. <laughs> you know? It's like I saw this this little short, like in a comedy, little real-life comedy. So there's the father, and there's a wife, and the kid are going to come home. And there's this giant... Pan, not panda, but like a weird uh, hybrid of a bear that's sitting in the corner. It's totally inert, non-existing, but he slips himself into it, yeah? And so now he's brought life to the bear, you know, this non-existent thing, and he's waiting for the kid and the wife to come. And he's just sitting there, and then the kids and the wife come, and he makes little movements, and they're not picking up because they have a strong assumption that that's a non-existent thing. So it's, you know, but then suddenly it scares the Jesus out of him because it now seems to be existing. Yeah? We're in the seem to be existing part. But where the, the glove that seems to be so animated is by the hand. <laughs> yes? The hand in the glove is what's giving the glove the movement. <laughs> if you take the hand out, the glove is an inert non-existent thing. Yeah? Once the hand goes in, it could puppet show, it could do tons of shit. Yeah. So let's say we're in a world where there's only one sense. You can't, there's no seeing, there's no hearing, there's no tasting, but there's touching. That's, always, that's the only sense you're going to have contact with through, is touch. <laughs> softest freaking thing in the, and that would be like nirvana it would be like the 72 virgins for a Muslim or something yeah? that would be it yeah? just rolling in and so you've read the scripture and you want to have that experience yeah? you want to have that experience but your hand is inside a glove and the glove is rough so everything the hand, glove touches translates as rough yeah it feels a baby's ass, it's rough. Everything is rough. It doesn't matter if it's a rose petal, it's rough. So all your interpretation is that everything is rough. So I can't freaking find the heaven. I just want to roll in the thing. Because, but even if you got there, once you touch the petal, it, it would seem rough. Because all the interpretation of everything is based on the glove. Now, if the glove... Is it ever going to be able to entertain that it could be free from the glove? Or is it destined to have to try to be keep, become free as the glove? Because if you're identified as the glove, the hand is never going to entertain, it can just remove itself. You see? It's like 
if you had a pair of glasses that were driving you crazy, which drove you to have to go to spiritual automatrists to get a correction lens, and on and on and on and on, but one day, after you took all the corrective glasses away, as someone said, hey, feel, you know where you think your eyes are? Feel there. And then you real, you felt it, and you'd see it was a glass. Glass. What would be the next possibility that would suddenly arise that hadn't arisen all those times you were buying the other glasses? I can take them off. While you were thinking they were your eyes, there was no, I'm not going to dig my eyes out. I'm just going to try to correct this faulty vision. But if you felt and it was like a glass, what would you do? Take them off. That's what it's like exactly. The hand comes out, then when it touches a rose petal, it doesn't need the scriptures anymore. It's got it. It sensed it. Now it knows heaven. It felt it. Yeah? Fundamentalism doesn't grow out of that. Dogmatism doesn't grow out of that. That direct hit reveals something. Yeah? Just, if in a sense, start questioning, in a way, what you're not. And find out if, if, if you, do you want that to represent... <laughs> Yes? It seems to shorten all the good and elongate all the possibility of what we would call bad. Doesn't it? If just see one example, that's its theme. Do you want that to really interpret your day for you? Something's going to interpret it. You're being led all day. Most of us have been led by the mental state. Most of our attention and interest is up here, and it's not here. You know what I mean? We're in the mental realm where all our interest and attention is wedded to a preoccupation about what's not happening all day. And it's so, we're so powerful, it overrides what's happening quite easily. You know, Hawaii could be happening, but one thought about your job in New Jersey can ruin the whole vacation. How could that be? It's not the thought, it's us. The thought is being used. First of all, where does the false evidence appear in? Obviously, in what we would call our head, yeah? It's not appearing real in that elbow or the knee or, you know, the third toe. It's in the head, right? The activity of the head, the mental state. False evidence appears real. How the hell that could happen? How could false evidence... get that sense of reality from. It must be given it by reality. 
None, none other than the activity of us. We are reality. Lending reality to things because we're identified as a thing. You want relief from all of this? Get relief here. And the relief here will reverberate out. Yeah. Any relief you try to bring back to this condition, it will be claimed by the condition. And you may get freedom for it, but you will not get freedom from it. And the freedom for it will be very fleeting, and you'll have to do more and more and more. If you see you're not that, you can entertain, I can be free from it. And that's, that is the solution. That was the second solution that has appeared in my life that's worthy of the term solution. And this one has revealed itself to be the last answer, dismissing all need for any other answer concerning this topic. That's a pretty damn good solution. Because the real freedom isn't liberation, it's freedom from the need to be liberated. That's what you get freed from. You lose all interest in most of what people call spirituality. Like all of it. I don't know, maybe that's not what's going to happen, but it's happening with me. You don't have any interest in it whatsoever. And that's the supreme interest. Yeah? Now all the interest, all the fleeting little moves and thoughts, and I'm going to arrive there one day, I was once there, I'm going to get back, all of that is just gone. And your interest attention is now freed. It's not being sent to get the, you know, the mental little, the mental state's chores, go out shopping for things all day, paying attention and thinking someone that cannot de- something that cannot de- deliver the goods could possibly deliver the goods this time. And now the interest attention is freed, and it sort of hovers around, and that's the presence. The presence isn't a movement, isn't a movement from the past to the future all day. It's lingering now. Yeah? It's just a sense of space because it's not being directed by the mental state anymore. It's not following those cues. It's resting, or like in some spirituality we call it abidance in the truth. It's now abiding in the truth. It's resting. And this isn't humbly, this isn't about focus and concentration. It's more a dispersal. You see a whole lot more when you're unfocused than when you're focused. So much more gets revealed when you're not looking for anything to be revealed. It goes totally against how you think it is. Totally, completely. And the fact is, and nothing, the mental state can't mine anything out of it. Maybe a loving gaze or two, but no one's going to recognize you. They're not going to... from the devices. And you know what? It works. 
I would imagine you'll travel lighter. And after you've been traveling the lighter for a while, as seemingly this action figure, you'll realize that was more than enough. That's really what you've been looking for this whole time. It's just a sense of ease and contentment instead of agitation and drive. Yeah? So there's these statements. One of my favorite old Zen guys is Hoang Po. He says, this one clears the field pretty easily, which is whatever can be perceived, yes, cannot be perceiving. Yeah. So the body is not the existing thing. The body is a non-existent thing. Yeah? What's looking seemingly out of the body isn't from the body. So whatever can be perceived, I'm seeing this, cannot be what's perceived. End of story, period, move on. It takes about 800 zillion pieces off the Monopoly board so you can see clearer. Yeah, so don't, you don't, don't, keep on, don't keep relying on the boot. <laughs> it's, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah? And then you cannot use the Buddha... To seek the Buddha. A beautiful statement, yeah? You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use big M mind, and big M mind, in a crude manner, you could call it awareness, yes? Big M mind. You cannot use big M mind to seek big M mind. You cannot use light to seek light. You can try it for eons, and nothing's going to happen. Eons. Right? It's a long time. So, why is that? Why? See, because if you seek a pair of pants, you can find them. If you're seeking a good bagel, you can find it. If you're seeking, like, for a latte... successful when you're looking for all these other things. But in this one case, it doesn't work. Why? Because you are the Buddha. And if the Buddha is looking for the Buddha, how could it possibly find the Buddha? It already is the Buddha. The looking for the Buddha would be implying something that's not true, that it ain't the Buddha. And because it's not true, yeah, there's no real correcting it other than to see that it's not true. If you attempt to correct it as true, then you give it more life than ever. So, like we say in recovery, self can't get out of self. It's a, little, it's a bummer in a way. Because you have an urge to get out, seems like it's an authentic urge, but when you try to get out of self, as a self, that's being in self. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's such a drag. It's a drag if you spent years and then it dawns on you. Much rather to come to a meeting like this and hear it now. <laughs> it can be a much easier, softer way than to have to go through it and get the same message. <laughs> so, the Buddha, you can't, you can't seek the Buddha by the Buddha. Does it make sense? It's obvious. If you see it, it's obvious. Why, why would the Buddha want to seek the Buddha? 
And or why would the Buddha want to know the Buddha or study the Buddha or have an experience of the Buddha when it's being the Buddha? <laughs> Which is so far past all that stuff, yeah? I mean, they're so supplementally far away from being, it's insane. There's not even, it's not even, you know, there's no comparison. So how could the Buddha be in a position of seeking itself? It has to believe it's something else. Doesn't it? That's the condition we're in right now. Seemingly. And that's what it means. Seemingly is the word of all words here. It's appearing to be truth and false to us. There's no true or falsehood. It's us. We're the truth. And we can lend truth to something that's false, or we can deny the truth and make it seem like it's false. That's what we do all day, isn't it? You see it. This is the warnings. The greatest spiritual stuff are warnings. They're warnings. They're warning you about certain pitfalls you may not notice. That you may be trying to be getting out of something that you're not in. And the greatest way to quote-unquote be out of it is not by escaping, but realizing there's no need to escape because you're not in it. That's how you get out. You get out by realizing you're not in what you're in, and you're not out of what you think you're out of. You know? It doesn't work. You're not out of a moment. You've never been out of a moment. Then why are you trying so hard to get into a moment? There must be a belief that you're not getting as much as you think you should be getting out of the moment, which is the non-existent thing yapping. And if you were in the moment, it would be bitching about, well, you're going to be out of the moment very shortly. You're not going to win. All of its logic isn't, it's not an advocate for anything, except for itself. It will take both positions in the courtroom. You'll be convinced if you're, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, in its view. You have one quality. What's not happening? Anything can happen in what's not happening. But in what's happening, there's one quality that what's not happening cannot have, which is the quality that it's happening. And that one quality can override all the imagined qualities that the mental state can come up with, thinking about what's going to happen to me. It can erase all of it like that. Just the recognition of what's happening. Not what's happening to me, that's a story, but what's happening. Yeah. And obviously you'll see that you're on, aren't you? There's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching right now, and there doesn't seem to be any thought or effort in it, does there? And I, don't, I doesn't seem like you ever run out of seeing, do you? Like if you hit it like at 3 p.m. when you got to take a nap for the body, do you have that? Oh, well, I'm just seeing way too much today. You may have a lot of opinions about what you see, that's the head, but the seeing is, has no thought or effort involved in it. This doesn't really. And do you, when your eyes are closed and you open them, do you, did, did you have to get ready, like, all right, world, get, start appearing, I'm going to open my eyes? No, it's just like you open your eyes and here's the whole fucking place. Like that. It didn't look like it took one second to build it. It was just like, Rip. and then you close it, it seems to be totally gone. Oh, look at this. And there's no effort or thought involved. Why? Because it's being what it is, conscious. We're trying to do and have and get what we already are. That's where all the effort is lying. And it's misspent effort. 
What you are is effortless. What you are will, is there still if you seem to arrive at it or you don't. Because it was that was that all the while you were hoping to arrive, that was it. All the time when you thought you were away from it, that was it. It's never not been this. How could you go, how long would it go, take to get to everywhere? How long would it take to get to everywhere? You're here. Well, I want to be in a higher part of everywhere. Give me a freaking break. There aren't, there aren't hierarchies in everywhere. It's everywhere. This is it. It sounds like a tricky thing, but this is it. You cannot map a course through the mental logic. It's going to add miles and, and minutes. This isn't, doesn't follow the mental logic. Like in recovery, we say, you have it by giving it away. That does not follow the mental logic of every drug dealer I ever knew. They never thought, I have it by giving it away. I have all this hope by giving it all of you to you. No. This is a different... You cannot use the problem to seek the solution. You just have to see the problem from the solution. And I'm telling you, you're the solution. And then there's rest. That's what happens. You hear it? You can sense it in this room. It's like a pause, like a meaty pause. That's timelessness. That's the sense of, oot. If you've let it go, it just goes on forever. Never not, never not, always. That's where the rest lies. In the busy day and everywhere. You're the center that you'd like to find. You are already that. Yeah. The only true reliable thing is a non-thing. As Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And I do not believe you're going to wrestle or rest the satisfaction you're looking for from this world. You're going to bring it from the of into this world. You're not going to find it in this world. You are what you've been looking for. The seeker is the sort. You know, I've had this chance seat assignment for 20-something years, different forms, I think, 25. I've had, I've been in every physical condition you can imagine, showing up seemingly at a talk. I've been in every financial condition, every emotional condition, every relationship condition. I've had people, my, my love of my life, leave me five minutes before I was supposed to share. And nothing, I mean nothing, has ever stopped it. 
and when the, the share was going on, whatever was so pressing before the meeting was totally gone, as if it was never there, because that's the truth. It was never there. The, the there that you think you're in needs you in it. You and the there are synonymous. There is no there without you. Every time I've been, you know, coming on right now, something again, no, nothing. Don't feel it. Bad knees, nothing. Yeah? And after thousands of times of having all the pressing issues of my life be removed in a nanosecond, I've come to the conclusion, how real could they have been if they could disappear so quickly? <laughs> and what's standing when they come and what's standing when they go? What I am and what we are. It's never been touched or moved by any of this passing shit. Not one cloud has ever convinced the sky that it's a cloud. Not one. The sky has never been touched or moved or led to believe anything other than what its nature is, which is empty and brilliant and unable to have everything arise in it, yet none of it affected. Not one cloud... Not one, no, not 800 clouds, not, you know, they could have airplanes with the signs, you know, like, selfing all day, the sky never took it to itself to be a cloud. It's got total invulnerability to all the little messaging going on. Why we don't is because there's the act of identification as a self is already in place. All that's happening now for many of us is riffing on it. We'd like to have a relief from some of the riffing, but we're not getting to the exact nature of the situation, which is identification as itself. Yeah? That's where the real stabilized relief is. Everything else is you're looking for skillful means to deal with it. Yeah? This is a different solution. This solution informs you the problem is an activity that needs compliance of the solution. If the solution withholds the compliance, there is no problem. And then, therefore, there's no need for a solution. That's the solution. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary, except for the ones you believe you've got to go to. So if you really feel you need to do something, you better do it, because you're God. <laughs> you're the one who's setting it up that way. Yeah? If you believe, i got to do this, you better do it. But I know for sure the only thing a failed system can show you is that it's failed. That's the glory of it, yeah? We're relying on a failed system of thought, memory, and perception, self-centeredness. We're it causes us to be blind to what's seen, really. And when we double down and start using it to look for what's seen, we're way, way, way off. Yeah? If you give up or question the system that is the framing of what you call you, and you see it's not so, that which you think may be so far away is immediately available. <coughs> and when it becomes obvious, there's rest. Rest better than 50 time massages. A deeper type of rest, yeah? Because the mental state is agitated. And it begets more agitation. Doesn't it? 
It's in a constant flux of desiring to become and desiring to unbecome. It's trying to desire what it can never be and it's trying to get out of what it could never be. It's like a slinky that has an infinite amount of stairs to keep going down. It's agitation, begetting agitation, begetting agitation. The relief is not going to be from there or through there or by there. It's going to be, I mean from, from here. It's going to be seeing its presentation as you is not you. By seeing what you're not, that's, the, that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. You're the seeing of what you're not. You can't see what's seeing. It's impossible. You can't know what's knowing. You can't hear what's hearing. You can't, you know, taste what's tasting. It's impossible. Yeah. But you can get an intimation of it by seeing what you're not. By hearing what you're not. By tasting what you're not. Yeah? By touching what you're not. You'll get an intimation of what you are. It'll dawn on you, yeah? So, I want to keep this short tonight. That doesn't mean there isn't pain. See, that's how arrogant this idea of self is. It thinks if it wasn't there, there'd be no pain. <laughs> it has no power whatsoever. Yeah? There's pain. Yeah? That's an experience. It's sort of neutral in a lot of ways. But when the mental state has an opinion that it doesn't want it, then it gets stronger. Yeah? Then it starts being used to turn into suffering. And suffering extends in time, way past the pain. So how do you, uh, if you have a huge migraine attack, how do you, how do, would you, as poor, uh, handle it? I don't know, I don't have migraines. Or uh, uh, hurting leg. The knee? Yeah. Or if it hurts and hurts and hurts. I put it up. Well, it helps the knee. It won't help with a migraine. No? Oh. See, I don't know. That's not, I don't have an experience of that. That's why I don't talk much. I don't like depression. I don't think I know what depression is. and I don't know what's going on in you as you. Yeah? I do know where the manufacturing of misery ahead, like you say in recovery. And I can't, I can't do the, I can't do it justice. I don't know what you're feeling. I don't. Yes. But you know pain. You know very well pain. Yes. Can you look from outside on it? Sure. So you're gonna, I don't care. No, it's not. See, if the, uh, the, if the sense of self tries not to care, it's all bullshit. It's not going to work. It really cares. 
It wants to be out of the pain. What it's having trouble with is it's running into its powerlessness. It wants so much not to feel what it's feeling, which demonstrates how powerless it is and how irrelevant. That's what it's really afraid of. Yeah? You're going to outlast pain. Everything that arises is going to depart. Yes? You are not. I just, you know, we can get into it humbly. Today, my body, you know, I was coming out of two weeks of this flu or something, then I started getting sick again. And I've had at least 30,000 sensations. Each, each one noted, each one conscious of, yeah? I mean, tons of them, all day. I mean, I've lived a lifetime since like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Thousands and thousands and thousands of suggestions. And most of them, because of their very unfamiliar feeling, it causes the mental state to get uncomfortable because it's losing its sense of These are signs that you're going to die. Yes, it does its little routine, and then it runs into another. Then it goes to another way. It's sort of like someone going to the back door, the skylight, and then it just has it'll riff like crazy. So it usually goes to the mortal card very quickly. This I'm going to die. <laughs> Call up the funeral home. <laughs> prepare the prepare the hearse. <laughs> Let me sign those last books. <laughs> it has it's it's uh, you know it's like Howard Cosell. You remember him? He was a sports announcer. It's Howard Cosell calling a game in 1977 that's being rebroadcast in 2017. <laughs> The narration is so fucking far off what's actually happening. It's absurd, really. It's just unbelievable how off it is. Yeah? Now, you're conscious there, you're going to hear it, but there's a huge difference between hearing and listening. Yeah? Hearing could be painful. Listening is suffering. You may have to hear that knee squawking. That's pain. But when you stop listening to it, that's suffering. It's different. There's a difference, yeah? You're going to see, you're going to hear thoughts that arise, but when they're listened to, those thoughts are given a life, yeah? They're given your life. At that point, that one thought can ruin your day. It can cause you to be driven to shoot somebody, and then be in jail the rest of your life. It's like this, like uh, my girlfriend I was with six years. Maybe many times when I was with her, I, want, I, I hated her, you know. It went through her head. I hate this woman, you know, in my head. Never said anything. Everything was fine. But one night, that thought got enough oomph from my listening to it. And it, yeah, 
And I said, you know, I hate you, Debbie. And then suddenly I went out drinking. I forgot what I said a few hours, but she didn't forget that I said that. <laughs> Which she's not going to forget that I said that. And after a few days, n- neither are all her friends going to forget that I said that to her. So it's now suddenly a thought that was just a random thought out of a zillion thoughts going around. Because my, the mitt went up, I called it mine. And I listened to it sufficiently where it broke through the membrane of never whatever this is to hear, and it got a chance to express itself. And in this expression, it's like a weird way of how it extends its life by its effects. So now you're tattooed by it. Like one night I got run over twice by a car. Now, ever since that day, that effect has affected this action figure. Non-never-ending effects from 1980 to this day. The thought, the thought was, I was at my sister's house. I, this is a trip, man. I, I had gone out again using drugs and drinking. And then I knew I was going off the rails. So I tried to go see my old guru. He wasn't there, but there was satsang. So I went to it. And then I felt, of course, the story was, I'm too far removed, I'm too disconnected. This is just a head. You know what I mean? If I, so I left, and I drove to a bar in Baldwin, Long Island, on Merrick Road, January 30th, freezing cold night, Sunday. Walk in the bar, no one's in there, except the bartender and a waitress. I know the bartender, he gives me a quaalude, some shots of Grand Meunier. I leave. Seems like the night's over, right? No, it wasn't over. I drive to my sister's house. I get in, and I'm irritable. I get start to get irritable, restless, discontent. My head's cut. And my head's running a story that a big party must have erupted at the bar. And I'm missing out. So I said, all right. <laughs> because I was keenly listening to Kate Paul for years. I was a, like a yearly subscriber to all its golden oldies. I was completely devoted to the thought system. So, of course, I got in the car, drove to the bar, and the last thing I remember is I get out of the car, and there's a light in the, inside the car. I close it, and that's the last thing I remember. I don't know how long, how much time passed, but I came to, and I was sort of horizontal, and my nose was really big. And he had a lot of stuff stuffed in it. And my, the, the dryness of my mouth was unbelievable. It was like super, super dry. And then somebody came by and stuck a big cotton-like thing, but a big thing, and it looked like orange, and they stuffed it in there. It was terrible tasting. And then I looked at the door, and there was a, my, my sister-in-law was there. And by the look in her face, I knew I was screwed. And then suddenly... I was in a hospital melodrama. <laughs> the setting had changed. It took a while to rearrange the, the, the stage, I guess. I went into a coma. When I came out of it, onto the stage with the starring of Paul, I was in a hospital melodrama. My legs were up in, up in what it, when they hang them up, for 37 days. I couldn't move like this for 37 days. I got destroyed. Yeah. That those effects have lasted ever since. Ever since. Yeah. Brought to me, brought what compelled this action figure to go out was through the thoughts. Yeah. How did they have so much power? 
not through the thoughts, but my belief in the thoughts. Yeah? This is a point we don't recognize. You and I are faith. We don't have faith. We are faith. We are the activity of faith. If you have faith in a failed thought system, you're going to have tons and tons of anxiety. You're going to believe what's not happening is happening. To the point where it will override your ability to recognize what is actually happening. You will be out to lunch. That's not produced by the thoughts. It's produced by the faith in the thoughts. Faith is going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. You now know where the mental state puts faith in. Do you want to continue that? Do you want to be the effect of faith in your life that's been directed by an insane thought system that does not want you to be here, it wants you to be there and then? It wants you to believe every fucking insane idea and in most cases act upon them. And the acting is what now immediately you're on flypaper and you're getting tattooed by those thoughts when those thoughts had no effect whatsoever. They only would... say, hey, perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. That's sort of the deal. What is, where's the, what's the finite self? Where does the problem reside? In the head. It's the thought system. That's the finite self. We have a lot of trust in it and therefore we're, we're reaping the results. Yeah? If that trust was moved to perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite, there'd be different results. Things that you couldn't travel through, you'll travel lighter through. It doesn't believe, it's not saying it's going to change the geography of your life, but you'll travel lighter with that whatever geography there is. Because you're the determining factor. Heavy or light, basically. Yep? Um, how does your higher power come into play with everything that you say and everything you believe that you're now? I don't have, I don't call it a your, it's not my higher power. It's a higher power. And I think a higher power is right where we all are right now. So are what we would call lower powers. They're all available at all times right where we are. Yeah? Yep. But part of the geography is the self in itself. Is it? Well, for sure. Well, that's the, that's the idea of traveling over all the geography. The selfing is making mountains out of molehills and all like that. So yes, it's producing geography, for sure. And then it's selling you all the gear to get through it. <laughs> yes, it's the REI of mind, yes. North, north Face. 
<laughs> Mountain hardware. That's right. <laughs> Perhaps there's an easier way, bro. There really is. And it's no way, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of gear, um, sometimes you talk about spiritual practices, the 12 steps, prayer, meditation, sort of being uh, claimed uh, to point to the practitioner. Yeah. Can be, yes. Can be. Yes. It seems like the other pitfall is is using this message or adopting it to avoid taking those actions. Yes. It's been being used either way. So is there any reconciling that or is it just another example of those Well, you know, it's hard to reconcile duality. Yes? If you see the heist, then the heist doesn't occur. If you don't see you're a participant. Yeah? You're complicit in a way. I feel like I see the heist, but I, I still get pulled into the heist. Like I can feel the, like the addiction to go into it. Yeah, but then you can ask that question, who is it that's getting pulled into it? Because that's not you either. Yeah? When every time when there's a statement of arising or observation, I would question that. That's what you're seeing isn't observing. It's the mental state that's observing. The mental state's observing that which it's seeing, which is an illusion in a sense. The seeing doesn't observe. It's just seeing. So the mental state is watching the mental state. Yes, exactly with the assumption that it must be something other than the mental state to observe it. And it goes on and on and on and on like that. There was this great example by Ramana Maharshi, great master, where there's a guy in an amphitheater watching a movie. He realizes the movie's unreal, but there's an assumption he's real sitting in the theater. And Ramana Maharshi says, the circle's always wider. When you seem to arise, you're inside the theater. Yeah? That's the movie. That's the movie, that's the movie, and then there's the observation of the movie from the movie, not outside of the movie. Yeah? That's what it is. So whatever is arising and claiming something, it ain't you. Yeah? It's just another mental apparition. Of course. Have you noticed if you have an epiphany or something occurs like that? When it ends, it usually goes with this line of thought, which is, I'm having an epiphany. As soon as there's a claiming of the epiphany, there goes the epiphany. you got to see, you know. It's sort of like, you know, you heard the party's great, then you get there and it sucks. You've got to realize, maybe you've got a roll here. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, taking advantage of this stuff? Taking advantage of falsely accused. Oh, falsely accused, yes. 
I've been accused many times. Hey, listen, you know. Everything, this is the end of my jurisdiction. Whatever, you know, whatever you do with whatever else isn't my business, really. If it affects me in a certain way, maybe I'll talk to them. But most people never talk to you directly. It's usually they talk about you to others. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, more, I'm, not, I'm happy to be taken advantage of than to give up trusting people so I can be safe. I'm more than happy to get taken advantage of a few times. taking advantage of in a second because I'm not really looking <laughs> you know it's on them if they want to take advantage far out you know. yes yes no you you wanted to say um, I'm coming at this from the sheep perspective I think but um, I guess a couple things but how do you and I'm not really sure how to use even pronouns don't worry about it just, just say what you'll feel okay. yeah. so how do you know when to how does like ising occur for you? How how do you differentiate between something you're listening or hearing? How do you know? How are you motivated to do something without questioning that it's just let it go by? First of all, I'm not motivated to do much, so I don't have a huge field to to uh, go over really. Uh, I don't know. It's just at the moment. I don't have any rote methodology. Yeah. Because you're talking about like you'd rather trust people that you distrust the illusion or the mind, the thoughts. So ha- I guess I'm wondering like what is the trusting mechanism of action? The trusting mechanism of action is giving the people uh, what's that statement? What they want. No, I see. I'm going to see the bright side of people, but energetically, I pick people up. Yeah, I can see certain talks. I know what's happening with a lot of people coming, in. but I don't have any methodology or anything. I just follow. I trust. I need to know when I need to know something. It's there. Yeah, I have. It's very not much going on. Yeah. I'm not highly observant of myself at all. I'm not burning houses down. I'm not doing much. I'm just grazing in my own little situation. And, um, yeah, I don't lost a lot of interest in everything. Yeah, yeah so I just sort of... The seat assignment I have interest in, I mean, I like, you know, I have a lot of honoring of um, this message. But this, the, the seat assignment's completion is on, you know, I don't do anything at all. I just show up. But let's say one thing I don't do... Like, if I have a long tour, I don't listen to any thoughts about it. Because the thoughts are always... And I really believe in a sense of abstinence. I think it's a very spacious place, abstinence. Not just, not from, like, abstinence from drugs, but abstinence. Abstinence can be applied in a lot of a lot of situations, which is there's an abstinence of thoughts. Yes, in other words, your the abstinence would be you have to hear. Them. 
you see the mental state pin a tail on all the donkeys. Yeah? So there's a feeling, but the, how the mental state reacts to the feeling is holds it as its feeling. And once it gets, it's like a brand on a horse. Once it brands the horse, then it believes it has a lot of opinions about that feelings. And a lot of concepts and old conditioning arise just on the feeling when claiming triggers a You just know. Yeah? This action figure can intimate what's happening. It's being directed. I was directed by alcoholism. I know how that was like. And now I'm being directed by some other aspect of mine. Yeah? This is a much easier, softer way. Much easier, softer way. And the best thing the body will ever happen to the body when it's seen not as you. Because it's not built to be the center of the universe. It's not built to be that which is thought about so fucking much. It really isn't. It's sort of like here during the day, if it's sunny, everyone's enjoying the sun. But if there was one man big magnification of it, it would incinerate whoever it was on. That's like our power of our mind. Constantly seeing you as all you're thinking about all day is way too much. It's burning you up. It's flipping you out. <laughs> Big fucking time. There's way too much interest and attention going your way. <laughs> it would be much nicer if it was dispersed and it became a field, not a focus on an object, but a field of space, you know, of aware, awake space. Much nicer than having it focused on an object <coughs> all day. Man, it's way too fucking much. This body, the, it was it, it was it's, it's Hallelujah Day when it was seen not to be me. It was so fucking great. <laughs> we got a chance to be healthy again. Thoughts were going on and uninterrupted. You know, fucking, you know. It did, the Urban Renewal Project was canceled immediately. I mean, yeah. it's all right. It's a Ford. It drives like a Ford. It smells like a Ford. I can put it, a Cadillac emblem on it. It's still a Ford. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to tell you. It's the greatest gift is a lack of is a loss of interest. It, you don't lose the interest. It's what you lose it in. Yeah. You lose it in a lot of things. And then the interest will be freed from this incredible dead preoccupation that to see and to fuel and to you and to put a lot of the shit that happens actually about you. Everything that's always about you all day. It's a dead occupation. 
the interest, the attention that's just available is presence. That's what it is. That's what you're sensing when you call it the spirit or the higher power. It's presence. It's us. And I don't know how it's going to turn out for you. And I don't know. I don't have any freaking... The strategy of my life as an action figure is from AA. AA provided G.O.D. rails to keep... Because this action figure veers off the roads. It, it has a tendency. You know when you're driving a car and it's thing is off? It just veers off. And all of a sudden. But when it veers off, it's always on a cliff or something. It's very extreme. It's not just, it doesn't hit a curb. It hits a giant precipice. And I go over. So there needed to be guardrails. And AA provides that. AA provides principles. And those principles have become sort of like a North Star that this little meager GPS system can lock into, and I stay out of my own way and other people's way at a day at a time, and I don't attract police anymore. <coughs> I don't. Before, I had magnetic appeal to people. And I, you know, and if, if that power is being misdirected, it's going to attract shit that you don't want to attract. And that, that's what I was. I attracted arrests. I got arrested quite a lot. Just constantly. Out of the blue. First time I went to a racetrack, got arrested in the parking lot. First and last time I went to a racetrack. I mean, I got arrested on a river. I got arrested, you know, they would just be, just pull over from blocks away and pull me over. <coughs> And then I was so used to it, I just tell, I just took every, all the stuff from my friends, I'll have it, because I knew how to go to jail. We'd go to jail like every week. And then that hasn't happened in 29 years. What happened? Did Paul change? No. What was directing the light changed? <clears throat> That's all. It's just misdirection or correct direction. And you're not at the wheel. Yeah. You're the thing that's driven. You're not the driver. This is the driven. This thing that's saying it's a driver is part of the driven. Yeah. It can't entertain getting out of the car. It entertains us completely, but it's part of the car. And the car can't get out of the car. What you truly are is not in or out of the car. When Of course it was. Because it sees the car as something else. It sees it as me. And me deserves a whole lot better than the car, seemingly. And then your interest to make it a whole lot better makes it fucking worse. Doesn't it? I could turn over my life to everyone in this room. Not everyone. Some people I wouldn't. But most people in this room, and they would do a better job with it than I do. Seriously. I was in a program for two years. I didn't like them. I didn't like their ideas. But I had to begrudgingly admit, when I graduated, my life was better with them running it than ever did with me running it. The problem is, there's too much vested interest. 
You're too concerned, the head is, too concerned with its making. Like Buddhism calls it the cherishing of self. That's what it is. You want to get out of out. You want to get out of self, but as a self. You want to experience your own absence. You want to be there to get it. That's why it's out. It's when you lose interest, then there's that gaining interest. First, we say you'll gain interest in other people, and also many, many other non-things you'll gain interest in. <coughs> there's not many non-things. It's just non-things. Yeah. You see, you get the flavor of it. Entertain these ideas or don't, really, but it's inevitably the way it is. You know, it doesn't matter. But these talks, if you're interested in them, they'll, you'll keep getting nothing. We never changed. You know, people who saw me 15 years ago, they come. Is anything new? No, there's nothing fucking new. Are there any retreats? No, there's no retreats. Any intensives? Isn't this intense enough? Why would you want an intensive? This place is super intense. You know? Just keep getting nothing and nothing, and after a while it's going to dawn on you it's everything. And it will be totally, 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 totally aligned with what you are. You'll see, hey, when I get nothing, I find I have everything. If I keep trying to get something, it's going to totally be nothing anyway. So you might as well start with nothing. See what happens. And I've seen it. I, it has come to pass that nothing is everything. It is what you've been looking for. <clears throat> no? Yes? What um, I haven't heard too much touched on is, is the veracity that this self, and I'm going to choose the word ego or, or mental state or whatever, has in uh, protecting its whatever it thinks it is from whatever. Uh, and I also noticed when I've been around for about a time too that. Um, <coughs> put this into words. Um, some of us have a lot of different contributing factors to this sort of mental state, this ego, that is a little harder to navigate for some of us than others. You know, so some of us are in different programs, some of us are some of us are in therapy or, or whatever the case may be. I get I've had those moments of, of freedom and, and stuff, but I find myself really easily sucked back into the, the drama. One of the greatest things I thought I ever heard the description was that the mind is a wonderful thing to have. It tells you to get out of the building. The building's on fire. The problem is it's going to tell us constantly that the building's on fire when it's not. So how do we discern that? Well, the one thing, I have a different feeling about ego and stuff. Because a lot of times when people speak about ego, they talk about having one. Yeah, and maybe losing one. Well, I'm talking more about that sense of being the one who has an ego or loses an ego. That's what I'm talking about. The ego, that's, that's the selfie, yeah? So, wherever you seem to be appearing in, yeah, like the Course in Miracles would talk about it as levels, yeah? 
So mind is manifesting at different levels at different times. So let's say at one time, someone's in a house that's on fire, yeah, and they're burning up, but they have a book sort of from the other, another level that says there's no house and there's no fire. That's not going to work, yeah? What you need, what that person needs is a pail of water. Yes? <laughs> All right. So now, let's say the fire, you're out of the building. So while when you're out of the building, let's check out if there's a building. And let's see that the building only appears seemingly when you're in it. <laughs> to see your role in things like we do in recovery, yeah? Taking yourself back to see your role in things. That's where the relief is. Well, you can take yourself way farther back. So, so now, all right, so now you see, all right, so let's say if you're having trouble in a situation, then there's answers that will work for that situation. Called, they're called skillful means, yeah? And there's a lot of avenues to gather a lot of skillful means with things that seem to persist, yeah? Then there's other levels where those skillful means actually can be used as a disservice at certain levels, where now the skillful means, like this man Ramana says beautifully, that when your practices themselves... Yeah? Which would be like the skillful means, yeah? When the practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy the non-existent thing? Now, that's a whole different level, yeah? So now, the using of the skillful means, not noticing it has been used by the mental state to keep reinforcing the one who has skillful means, yeah? which is still a bondage, yeah? The bondage of self, like in AA we say the, someone, the one who's in bondage of self or in self-will can be virtuous, kind, all that, but it's still self-will, exactly. So, so there's different levels. It's where you seem to be, yeah? So certain times you need a pail of water. Like if you're sick, you need maybe elderberry syrup, or, you know, make a lemon ginger tea and stuff like that. That's the appropriate answer. It may not work that you're not a body and, you know, and there's nothing's happening here when you feel like shit, yeah? It would be stupid to try to apply. It wouldn't work, right? Because it's still this idea of you applying the solutions where this solution, in a sense, we're talking about isn't something that you apply. What it is is it's heard, yeah? It gets in, and then you'll see its fruits Right? You'll know the tree by the fruits. In other words, it's almost like injecting you with a virus, and then the virus is going to express inside out. You're not going to try to put it on you or bring it to you. It's already in there. It's going to be allowed to express. That's this message. Yeah? Now, this message is not in conflict with all the other messages because it's very inclusive. Yeah? Some of the other messages can become very exclusive. So now people think this is I this is the only way and this and that. As the Course in Miracles says, whatever the big M mind intends, it's gonna happen. So if you want to be free through heavy work, you'll be free through heavy work. It may take a lot of time, but you'll probably it'll happen. Yeah, this is about saving time. Yeah, <laughs> basically, really. So but the other tools for the other skills, other levels are not thrown away because they're useful at times. But the greatest thing about a tool is when you don't need to use it. Yeah? That's the great. You've got the tools, yeah? 
but you don't need to use them. That's a solution. A solution that provokes no need for any other tools is a damn good solution. Now, a lot of times, the mental state will claim that and make it and try to use it to its own advantage. And I saw it, it happened with me when I heard this message at first. I was living in Australia. I had a girlfriend, and she left, and she told me, Paul, when I'm out, I want you to clean the dishes, do the dishes or anything. So then she got home, and the dishes weren't done, and she says, Paul, why didn't you do dishes? I said, well, there is no Paul. <laughs> there are no dishes. And so she said, fuck you, Paul, clean the dishes. So the first couple of years I heard this, I, my head was trying to use it as an advantage. You know, oh, man, I'm totally exempt from any responsibility. And like a lot of people in recovery will try to use it as, well, if there is no self, then I don't have to do the steps. <laughs> That's what people want. They want to just bypass any work. That's level confusion. Yeah? They're trying to use something that can't be used. Non-duality can't be used. It can't be. It's nothing. Yeah? It can't be used. You can't use it as skillful means. It won't work. It won't. I've seen That's why it's beautiful. It's like the desert tortoise and the coyote wants to get to the meat. It's trying to get it after a few minutes and realizes it can't get in and it leaves. This is what the mental state does. It tries to take advantage of this message and it realizes it really can't, so it puts it down. That's when it becomes really available. Because you're still there. The mental state thinks it's left, but you're there. And then you read it and you go, hey, I'm not that. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So this is the whole point. If there's... if Something seems so real, and it needs something, like I said earlier, you better get it. Yeah? But the whole point is, it may not stay that way. Yeah? And this is what happens. People get stuck because an identity gets made out of the one wielding the skillful means. And so now, suddenly, the solution becomes a problem. <clears throat> yeah? Because now they're identified as a meditating teacher, a meditation teacher, yeah? This is what happens. It's a trick all the time. So if you have the wherewithal, if you can hear this message, it will point out these basic pitfalls that are bound to appear sooner or later. So that why? Because the one quality that you have that is supreme is your seeing. Yeah? And if the seeing can be disengaged from that which is looking, the story of you, you can see the story of what's looking. You can see it. You can see these little pitfalls. You can see the veracity of self can't get out of self. You will see the seeker is the sort. You will see you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You will clearly, clearly, clearly see it. Yeah? And it's not going to be a mental understanding that doesn't hold water. It's going to actually have a sense-felt, tactile pragmatism. Yeah? You're going to travel lighter. You're going to have no... You now know yeah, something that... Could, that <clears throat> There's just a done with certain stuff.
It's so easy to lose self because you're not paying attention to it. You're losing it all day. <laughs> you're losing the thread all fucking day. <laughs> so easy to turn away from something when you see it's not you. If you if you keep seeing it's you, you're hoping you can turn away with it. Yeah, you really do. There's a cherishing of it. If you see it's not you, the siren song won't attract you. Yeah, you'll be free from the bondage of self. Because the bondage of self is an activity you must be complicit in. Once you give your interest, if once the interest and your the belief is removed, it's paper. It's like papyrus. It's like paper mache. It has no weight or depth whatsoever. Yeah. So you become what you already are, what you're looking for. Yeah. What about just dealing with anger? Like, you know, like I used to get mad at myself, and I learned that's a waste of time, and I get mad at even when I do things that I didn't really want but to But who, do. you ask, just use that self inquiry then. Who is it that gets mad? Yeah. If it ain't you, you'll lose interest in why you're angry. Yeah. You're not interested in why other people are angry, are you usually? Well, I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're not. Trying to. Oh, well. But I mean, you're. you're when it's your anger, it's a big topic, yes? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Let's see if you, t- if you loosen the your, how big would it be? <laughs> you can use self-inquiry. It's quite good. Let's say if you're worrying about next week, just ask who is it that's worrying about next week. And then the head may say me, then ask who is this me. And just see what happens. And see what would happen, because your interest, your interest attention is like a river that flows one way, out, all the time. It's nice when it's <coughs> pointed back at the source. It's much more revealing a little bit of this than all of that. Yeah? So, and you can, you know, self-inquiry is a nice, skillful means, if you want to use it. It's very good. When something's going on, because it doesn't have any opinion about worrying about next week, it's like... You should or shouldn't. That's not the point. It's who is it that's worrying about next week. And so who is it that gets angry? It's not dismissing the anger. It's just who is it? Because the meaning about the anger isn't coming from the anger. It's coming from you and your relationship with it. When it's yours, it's going to have a lot of meaning. And it's the meaning you're slogging through. Yeah? Because the anger comes and goes pretty quickly at times. It's the meaning, though, that sort of sticks around. So you want to, where does the meaning come from? Not from the anger, but from you, the one who has the anger. The same thing with pain. It, there's, the pain is a sensation, but a lot of the meaning of the pain isn't arising from the pain, it's arising from the you. That's funny, I'm really good at dealing with pain. I'm really good at ignoring pain or enjoying pain. Or, you know, embracing it's like, okay, it's, you know, yeah. I might as well enjoy it. I don't like taking, if I'm swollen... I let's say slow. I hear my body's doing the right thing. I just look at them. This is wonderful. You know? Yeah. I haven't got the same skill to do that with. All right, you okay. two are going to get together. <laughs> You're going to switch. She'll take all your your anger. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not yours, and you take all her pain. 
It's a, good, it's a, it's a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> and hell. <laughs> so, is that it, really? Yes. <laughs> Hey, we have shirts. I have my new shirts. I hope somebody buys one. The, the, Beautiful. The, oh, the Wheel of Life. It's classic. From an old Tibetan book I have. I can't tell you where I got it. It was me at the pet, though. <laughs> Nepal. I told them. No. Yeah. And we'll be here Saturday, tomorrow. tomorrow. And we're in Encinitas tomorrow in the day. One thirty. I'm speaking, we're speaking down in Encinitas, or whatever it's called. Oh. Tomorrow, oh, one. We're very busy this trip. Yeah. Speak there, come back here, and then it's on suddenly, the huh? On the website. Yeah, it's on the website. Yeah, one thirty to three. If I had my way, it'd be like one thirty to about one forty-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this is a message. You don't have. You don't have to go on forever. Yeah. You are. See, the point is, you're the answer. I know. I have faith. I don't think you need much. Really, I don't think you need more. All I think is that you need a suggestion, mm-hmm. you know. And then maybe, to me, most teaching is all about what you're not. It's not about what you are. You can only find out what you are. You can't teach it, but you can teach what you're not. And the teaching of what you're not is attempting to point out to you that you're not that. Yeah. So that why a possibility can arise. Hey, I can be free from it because you cannot entertain that possibility as it. You cannot. The head does not work that way. If you're identified as it, you cannot entertain being free from it. You're entertaining freedom as it, before it. Because I've experienced it. For 12, 15 years in recovery and spirituality, I was trying to be free as that. And then it failed, and that was an incredible gift, because left to my own devices, other things were revealed, which is I'm not that. I saw it. I saw it as a foreign installment, a parasitical movement, any kind of image, any wording that would produce an image in you of other, because that's the only solution to identification as. You have to see... How does that work in self-identification if we're doing steps and I'm looking at my... Well, this is how it works. If you listen, right? Page 64. <coughs> it says, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So he's making a very clear separation. He says, self, this foreign installment, manifested, let's, if you want to use the word ego, but I'm meaning self, right? Self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. So we're the us, yeah? And self is other, obviously, yeah? Because he says self and us, yeah? So self is other. All right, so listen, listen like this. Self is other, and this other is manifesting in various ways, and it's defeating us. How is that happening? Well, the us is identified as the other. That's what allows it to defeat us, yeah, in various ways. Common manifestation. Yeah? Next paragraph is resentment. So if you look, follow this statement, resentment is an expression 
or a manifestation of self in one's life. So you're looking at life from self, and therefore you see resentment. Actually, you see something that reminds you of something, which is a re-feeling, yeah? So why the hell would you keep calling them yours if they're not your resentments? That's the dilemma, because that's the act of being identified as a self. You're, you're claiming the expressions of self is yours. That's what's the bondage. That's the bondage. Huge difference between resentment and my resentment. Fear, my fear. Harms, my harms. It's usually different. Yeah? Most people in recovery don't, they're not seeing it that way. They keep calling the resentments theirs and fears theirs and their, their actions and theirs. <laughs> It's not so convincing. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't convincing. It's convincing to the self, to the sense of self. See, we don't see... We believe in some sense that we're starting from us and then we have self. Most of us are starting from self. That's, that's the active frame right now. That's why this message, uh, this message isn't to you. I'm not talking to you. That goes nowhere. <laughs> no fucking where. I'm not talking to you about mind. I'm talking to mind about you. That's going to go somewhere. When mind hears this message, it's got some oomph. When you hear it, it gets muted. Yeah? So most of us, are at the, we're at the present tense of the act of being identified as self. So that's what seems to be catching the message. That's the sheep and the lion story. Yeah? The lion thinks it's a sheep, and it's listening to a message about lions. So the only way you can hear it is, it can't get the lion it translates the message into I can become like a lion. That's not the message. The message is you're a lion. So where do you look to find out you're a lion? Not at the lion at all. You look at the sheep. You see if you're a sheep. If you're not a sheep, you're a lion. How long will it take to become a lion? Not, not at all, because you are a lion. Is it going to come and go? No, you are a lion. <laughs> when you're a sheep, the lion seems to come and go. <laughs> but when you see you're not a sheep, the lion stays. Mm. Yeah, you're a lion. <laughs> End of story. Period. doesn't matter what you're thinking or feeling. Do you want to base everything on feelings and thoughts? They're easily claimed. When you hear the message and it, it registers an unspoken yes, faith there. See what happens, yeah? With all the moving, that won't be moved. Yeah? With all the coming and going, that won't come and go. Where all the nearing and faring occur, that won't be going anywhere. Yeah? It's always available at all times, right? Where you are, with no requirement necessary. Wouldn't you think that would produce an incredible ease? Yeah? A deep relaxation? 
Because most of what we're doing is we're really looking for what's looking. We're just giving it different names and things and appearances and getting disappointed when it's not the real thing. Yeah. But what a relief if it drops. Yeah. Then you can, you know, make your whole day about finding the best latte. <laughs> you know, that's a worthy journey. Really, it is. Because then you'll probably find it. But you won't start looking for you won't be looking for what's looking. It'll be obvious that that's what's looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just saves you a lot of time and trouble. Maybe you'll be used for other situations, you know? Be of help to others and shit. <coughs> you'll be, you know, find out. Yeah. Hey, this is going on and on. All right, one more. One more question. Guess I like you. I'm going to take any questions. No, no. The main beliefs of subconsciousness? Of it, but I know when I do this thing, I go and I talk to this type of person, and they yeah. say this word to me, and I want to punch him in the face, or yeah. I do punch him in the face. Yeah. Or I get drunk, or I do whatever. Thanks for telling us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. So these would be called like deep mental grooves. Yes. Yeah. Like in, in Hinduism, they call them samskaras, right? So there are impressions on what all that we are, and impressions in duality seek expression, right? This is a dualistic event. So, so an impression, there's a drive to express. So there's some that have a lot of a lot of oomph in them, and they would be called the deep mental grooves. Like alcoholism is a deep mental groove. Yeah, very powerful, keeps expressing. Yes. So other things like your anger or whatever, or violence, whatever, like that. Yeah. The beautiful thing is it isn't yours, which is really good. That's a nice starting point is to see it's not yours. And then, if it's unruly, you'll be led to places to learn how to deal with it. Yeah, a day at a time. You'll learn skillful means. But the, this message isn't about not being angry. It's about saying there's no one who's angry. The anger's there, and here you better take care of it or you'll be in jail. Unless you like jail. Yeah. You know, so therefore you will probably run into this. You'll hear about good skillful means that will be available to help that predilection, I say. But this message is about the claiming by the mental state of all these qualities and of all qualities. So, like, there's a big story that you're the one who's angry, yeah, and you're the one that's violent. That met the message is more directed at the you're there, yeah. There's a lot of other ways to deal with the expressions of the anger and the whatever. But the yours, this, this is the appropriate message here. Yeah? This is what this is about. Yeah? So just to see who it is or who it isn't. Because I'll tell you, really, the difference between anger and your anger is huge. The difference between thought and my thought is huge. Huge. I mean, the weight is unbelievable how much weight can be transferred onto a thought over the bridge of my youth. It can ruin a marriage, it can do tons of shit, yeah? This is about cutting the supply line off, and the supply line is my, yeah? You're not going to cut it off, because that would be my, you doing it. You see it, that's all. 
And in the seeing of it, it has a chance to rearrange. And so it will. Yeah? Yeah. That's it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, if I was in an AA meeting, I would offer people something else. Yeah? You read people where they're at, what level they're on, and there's lots you can offer at that level. This is a prescribed event where this message is on display. That's the seat assignment. I don't do this in AA. I don't go to AA meetings. And, you know. You know. Usually I stay quiet now. I just hold the space. I like it. But I don't. There is no self. It's like It's not appropriate, you know. You know, you know, ride in. Hey, there's no self here. You know? You just go with, you know, at when in, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Because the point is, we're all that anyway. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And if that's playing itself out through it, the story of being an alcoholic, and then it's a beautiful turnaround to enter recovery. Yeah, it's gorgeous in its own right. It's just that if there's an urge to see further, there's certain pitfalls that you're going to run into that would be helpful for you to hear about so you're not living from there. Yes? Yes, and I'm telling you, humbly, the selfing's main movement is to claim. It claims shit that it has nothing to do with. Yeah, it claims. This is how it works. I'm gonna, and then we can end. I'm fine. <laughs> we forget about the body. It's already <laughs> the act of being identified as a self. That's the verb. When it's believed or listened to. The self that it's projecting, yes, now is implied to be before. So now, when the when you're when the selfing is supreme, and you hear that the act of being identified as self, the self will say, "I'm I'm doing that act of being identified as self." This is what it does. Yes, it will claim whatever it seems to have. It puts itself in front of, and then its movement is to claim whatever it is that it's front of. Yeah. So even it claims non-duality. That's why it can go to such an insane length that it wants to become a non-self, but as a self. That's what it does. Yeah. So its movement is this: the act of being identified as a self. Yes. But now, when that act seems to work, then the self is implied or presupposed to be before everything. So now it's the self that's doing the act of being identified as a self, <laughs> which it isn't. The act of being identified as self produces the sense of self. That's all. But now, the sense of self says it's the one that's doing everything. You see? This just replicates, it hides itself in different degrees and everything, but it's the same movement. Claim, claim, claim. So, it comes after and it implies it's before. And it's done it even with consciousness. So the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, which is just flowing very freely because it's being what it is, conscious, is now held as something you have. I'm the one who's conscious. I'm sort of now doing consciousness. Yeah? But in fact, <laughs> you can hear it. It's absurd, right? So how can you do consciousness? The only you can do is be conscious. Thank <laughs> you.
never not going to be conscious until the day you're not conscious and there'll be no one there to note that you're not conscious. You'll be dead. <laughs> the, the voice box will turn off with the body and it'll be like nothing ever happened. <laughs> so, so, you see, this is a movement. Yep. It's implied at the end of it that there's a self and then that self presupposes to be before everything. That's the movement. You'll see it zillions of times if you see it. You'll see it zillions of times. The same, it's like, it's like an 800 minute gymnastic routine, but it's only one move. <laughs> a backflip. But you're watching it for fucking 35 hours. And because it's you, you're totally into it. Because you believe it's you, you're really, really into it. But it's the same movement for 35 years. Where's, where's the imprint of the claiming? If you see that print, the selfing's prowling. <laughs> the selfing's prowling around. It's been given fangs and life by us, and now it's doing its thing. And you'll see its footprints, and my will be strewn all over it. I me my. <laughs> so you'll know the tree by its fruits, or the shits. You know, you can tell the animal by the shit. So there, you'll have tons of shit, and just chase it back, and you'll be involved in it somehow. Yeah. So there you go. Like we say in AA, people will hurt you without seeming provocation. But if you investigate, you'll see that you made a decision based on self that puts you in position to be hurt. Like every time. There you go. I got to end now. That's it for me. Thank you. <laughs>